0: Wall fans, welcome to another exciting edition of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am of course your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, coming at you from beautiful and rainy Los Angeles, California. That's right, we've been getting some rain this week, which is amazing. If, if you don't live in California, you know we've been having a little bit of a drought problem. Uh, we're finally getting a little bit of weather, which is nice, and it makes it feel kind of kind of wintry I guess um, even though we're not quite into winter um, and it's, it's cold it's cold for Southern California now again I think I've mentioned this in the past cold being a relative term it, it, it's getting down to about 50 um, so everyone's busted out their parkas um, a, as per usual so uh, apologies to those of you in the Midwest and on the East Coast who are will soon be experiencing like below zero temperatures especially with that wind chill I've spent a lot of time in Chicago and it is it's not fun in December January as far as I mean it's fun it's a great place to be, but um, the weather is not fun. Uh, you're gonna be digging your car out a lot and you're gonna be you're gonna be basically freezing to death. So, like I said, go tell it to the wall podcast. This is episode six. We are now on episode six. We did have a little bit of a delay in this one going live. Uh, this is due to the holiday. It was Thanksgiving, uh, just a couple days ago. Um, and of course, you gotta prioritize family, and especially this year for myself, um, being a being a brand new father, having a newborn at home, um, and and getting to celebrate that first Thanksgiving with 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 my daughter. Uh, she's not gonna remember a damn thing about it, but you know, I will. We got photos and all kinds of stuff. Um, my parents came to town from San Diego and uh, as did my brother-in-law and, and his girlfriend who, who I affectionately call my, my sister or sister-in-law. My sister was here as well. Uh, so we had a, we had a great time um, on Thanksgiving. So I hope all of you out there also had a great time. Um, and you know it is just one of those holidays where you eat. You eat and eat and eat and uh, we surely ate and it was nice to be able to just spend some quality time uh, we watched a little football we watched the Macy's Day Parade um, which is is always interesting to me um, the Macy's Day Parade itself I'm not a huge fan of it but you know I watch it it's on television um, and you know it was a great time and I'm glad I was able to get in the studio it, 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 it's been rough um, doing the, the minimal amount of prep that I do for this show. Um, it, it's been rough even doing that. Um, I've, I've had to kind of squeeze it in between uh, dirty diapers and, and feedings and burpings and all that kind of stuff, which is all fantastic. And I, I think I mentioned on the last podcast, you, 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 you never would think you'd be happy to get peed on or pooped on until you, you have your own child. It, it, it's just an amazing, it's an amazing and weird feeling at the same time. Um, so, been trucking along through that. Uh, she, my daughter, Zofia, is now two weeks old. Uh, we've reached that two-week mark. Trucking right along, and um, hopefully everything's going to continue going well. Um, so again, hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. We're going to get right into things. I, uh, there's going to be some rants and stuff. I I know we're trying to keep everything positive, and still going to be positive, I think. Uh, there's been a lot of fun things going on. We do have an update on the Creepy Clowns. I, I need to stop saying RIP to the Creepy Clowns because I see. I feel like every time I say that, something new happens with Creepy Clowns. So we're going to get into that. First thing I want to hit on, though, is along with Thanksgiving, you know, everyone has fun and you have family and eat and stuff. It, going hand in hand with that, and it's, it seems like more and more every year is, is this Black Friday crap. Black Friday, Black Friday. Everyone's gotta run out and get do their shopping and stuff. Personally, I, I think it's crazy. I don't think there's any reason to, to be rushing out and getting into fights with people. I don't know if, if, if I'm sure all of you listeners out there have seen some news pieces. Hey, people are getting in fist fights over stuff. And I always I tend to wonder this and I'd love anyone out there that's listening's feedback, because I haven't done like crazy research, but it seems to me like a lot of these prices and stuff, it it it's all based around hype. You know, these retailers and, and these online retailers, brick and mortar retailers, they, they hype up these prices for like weeks leading up to Black Friday and then everyone just assumes that's the best price out there. And I have a feeling that's not always the case. I, you know, so I if anyone out there has done any kind of research on this, I'm, I, I've kind of looked at it a little bit. I can tell you one thing. Everyone runs out and gets a big screen TV on Black Friday and that is really not the best time to do it. So if you're in the market for a big screen TV and you missed out on Black Friday, uh, keep in mind, end of January... That's actually the best time to buy a big screen TV. The prices at the end of January for, for televisions, especially big screen TVs, uh, is actually the best because of this little thing called the Super Bowl that we have at the very beginning of February. Uh, and that kind of dictates price because everyone's running out and getting TVs. So if you need a TV, don't go out there and punch someone. Wait till January. You, you don't need a TV that bad anyway. Um, but again, I just don't get it. I, you know, Black Friday. It, calm down, everyone. You're saving a couple bucks. I, I, I'd rather relax. You know, I, I spent time with family on both Thanksgiving and on Black Friday. There there really is n- no existence of Black Friday in our house because we don't we don't run out and do a bunch of shopping. Um, you know, but if that's your thing, by all means do it. I j- personally, I don't get it. I, I, I just don't get it. You know, we have all these online retailers and everywhere price matches. I don't know if I've mentioned in the past, but like Best Buy, I go and get my a lot of my electronics there because they price match a lot of the online retailers. So you really you don't even have to do a bunch of legwork, uh, you know. And it's it's I just I find it a little ridiculous that everyone is is running out and and it's like they're going out like Thanksgiving night um, and and buying big screen TVs and all this other stuff just to save a couple bucks we live in such a consumeristic society it's 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 just amazing to me uh because it's not what it's all about it's not what the holidays are about it's not about things it's it's just simply not and and I have a couple more things to say on that as far as consumerism um I guess maybe we'll get into that right now I will say one thing that became a little bit of a pseudo holiday tradition um for my family we just spent Thanksgiving in San Diego. My parents live in a little town called Ramona, California. It's northeast San Diego. It's it's kind of a rural horse town, you know, there's some ranches and stuff and they have like a little main street. So what we would do is on Black Friday and Maybe in next year, anyone listening or, you know, always keep this in mind. We would go out. There's, like, antique antique shops uh, on the main drag there. So instead of going out and getting in these crazy lines and buying TVs and stuff, we'd go out and support these smaller businesses. And I know there's a thing called Small Business Saturday because they, they've they done this to kind of go in conjunction with Black Friday and go shop at small businesses on Saturday. I'm a big proponent of, of small businesses. Uh, when I find a small business, whatever it might be, there's actually a, uh, like a small... Uh, market liquor store and they have like a sandwich counter it's very close to our house Uh, I purposefully go there I know some of their stuff can be a little more expensive but because they're so friendly um, and it's convenient I I enjoy going there so I don't mind spending the couple extra dollars Um, so you know keep that in mind I kind of you know I urge all of you to 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 both do your research on Black Friday and see if it's even worth going out and doing all this crap Uh, you know, because to me, it doesn't seem worth it. And maybe, maybe someone's going to send me a message on, on the Facebook and and be like, no, 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 we saved $5,000 this year. And, you know, maybe that's the case. And I just don't know it. I probably still wouldn't do it because frankly, I just, uh, I don't need more things. Um, you know, once in a while stuff comes up, you know, but, uh, it's just, it's just not, not a priority for me. It's not a priority for my family. Um, if it is for you, that's fine. Um, but let's, let's just calm down on the black Friday. Let's all calm down on the Black Friday. Uh, which brings me to my next point. Uh, is is the consumerism. It's amazing how we all get into these pitfalls with these companies, especially around the holiday season. Uh, I mentioned on a couple of podcasts ago, that Nintendo was releasing this thing called the NES Classic. And it it was a small version of the original Nintendo Entertainment System that came out in 1986, 85 or 86. Somebody will correct me on that, I'm sure. Um, And it's a miniature version of it with a bunch of their games, like, digitized and put into the system so that you can just play off of there and not have the cartridges. Anyone, like, my age or around my age, alive in the 80s, you probably remember like blowing into those cartridges (laughs) and it was such a such a hassle to get them to work well you don't have to do that anymore with this nes classic i was so excited about getting one in fact it was released the day that my daughter was born um and i it was like oh this is great this i'm gonna get one of these because i enjoy you know i'm not a video game person i've never been um we just like there's no xbox or playstation three or four or five whatever the heck they're on They're those just don't exist in our house uh but i i was excited about the nes classic Well, it turns out they released it on November 11th. It was a Friday. Sold out right away that day. It actually crashed the Amazon website. Think about that for a second. It crashed the Amazon website. This is like the biggest online retailer in the world. Crashed the website because they just didn't have enough of them and everyone was trying to get them. You couldn't find them at Target. You couldn't find them anywhere. And out of curiosity, a few days after that, I had to go to Target to pick up some things. And I'm walking through and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to walk through the electronics department. I want to see if I, I knew they wouldn't happen, but I want to see what was going to happen. And sure enough, in the case where these NES classics were supposed to be housed, uh, there was a little sign that says, "You know, we are the NES Classic is unavailable at the moment, but we will be getting them throughout the holiday season. So check back periodically um, from now until Christmas." Or uh, very similar wording, but it did say "check back periodically." And it got me thinking. And I even said it to my wife before I'd gone to Target that day. I was like, "I'm going to go check because I'm curious, kind of what, what the hype is." And it's this thing that's been happening, I mean, ever since I was a kid, there's there's always been a Christmas gift item that's, like, hard to get, you know? And and they create this ridiculous hype around it. And sometimes I'm sure there really is an actual reason that you can't get these, you know, shortage of production, whatever it might be. And a- Apple does the same thing with their iPhones. You know, they release them, and they're like, oh, we ran out of iPhones, we ran out of iPhones. Well... You can't possibly tell me, like, they Nintendo announced this thing, like, six months ago. You can't possibly tell me you couldn't produce more of them. You know? You could have had plenty of them produced, but instead what they do is they want to hype this up as the big product. They want to create ridiculous hype around, everyone needs to have this for Christmas, and you can't find it anywhere, so everyone's driving across town. People are, if you jump on Amazon, like, the Amazon Marketplace, people are selling them for, like, 250 bucks. It's a $60 little video game thing. 60 bucks, and people are marking them up by, like, $200. Uh, and, and when you when you step back and look at it, it's obvious that these companies are simply creating this hype to, to be that gift, to be known as, like, the hard-to-get gift around the holidays. Um, and the funny thing is, in January, there's going to be an excess of them. You're going to have no problem getting one in January. Um, so, I, you know, once I saw that that's what they were doing, that Nintendo clearly, clearly, clearly did this on purpose to... to to create hysteria around the need to have this for Christmas, I said, you know what? I'll get it in January. I'll get it in January. Um, and that's what I'm going to do. So if you're if you're one of those people out there searching for an NES classic, um, good on you and good luck. Uh, I think it's going to be tough to find. I Definitely don't go pay like $250 for one because you're going to be able to get it for like $60 bucks in January. You know, and I understand if you have kids like that need to have it for Christmas, um, and I I get that. I remember being a kid and like, oh, this is what I want for Christmas, whatever it might have been, and, and that was the one thing I wanted. Um, but it, like I said, it, it's it's going to be cheaper in January. You know, hopefully kids can understand. You know, maybe you're going to wait a few days after Christmas. You won't be able to play it on Christmas morning, um, but you will get your Nintendo Classic. And the other one is this these Hatchimals things. I don't know if anyone anyone out there seen these hatchimals. I had never heard of them. Um, I was actually at Babies R Us picking up, obviously, a bunch of stuff for for my daughter Zoe, um, and and I, they had this stuff all over the place. They're like hatchimals. Get your hatchimals. I was like, what the heck is that? And sure enough, I turn on the news like the next day, and they have one on the news. I think I was watching I don't know, some The Today Show or something. They're passing this thing around, and it's essentially if 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 you're old enough or alive in the '90s, you remember one of the crazy Christmas gifts. Back in the 90s, I cannot remember the exact year, sometime in the 90s was this thing called a Furby, and it was it was like a talking, I don't think it walked, and like talked and its eyes moved, and it, it was freaking weird. I thought it was weird at the time even, and I still think it's weird, but these Hatchimals are essentially like a weird new type of Furby. I'm sure there's more technology in it because, you know, it's, it's many years later, uh, we basically have computers in our pockets, whereas in the 90s we didn't. So I'm sure there's some other cool stuff it does. Uh, but I'm watching the news, and they're passing this thing around. And what it is, if you haven't seen it, y- you buy this egg, and you have to, like, take care of this this fake egg. Um, so, I like, the host on the show was, like, rubbing it as they were doing the weather. I, you know, I don't know if you act, like, actually sit on it. Um, I'm sure if I sat on it, I would break it. Uh, but, but maybe kids can sit on it, whatever it is. And then eventually, after taking care of this egg, you get some kind of animal that pops out. Um, but apparently this... Along with the NES Classic, are very very difficult to get. I'm seeing these things listed on the internet. People are selling them third party sellers for like 150 to 200 dollars, and I don't believe they cost nearly that much. Um, so again, this it's just it's mass consumerism, and I'm sure that Hatchimal thing in January is going to be normal priced, you know. Um, but these companies just create this hysteria. It's hysteria, and everyone feels the need to have it in time for Christmas. So if you're out there, you know, I, I hope that you're, if, if you feel the need to do that, drive across state lines, pay a bunch of money, I and mean, I, I, I'm i not going to think less of you. I don't think anyone should think less of you, but just think about it for a second, because is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? It, it? It's things. It's things. I mean, we all like things. I like things. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm holier than thou, and I don't like things. I, I like things, too. But I, you know, exercise and patience. I can wait until January. I don't need to play into that hype. Um, now that being said, I'm sure in five six years when when Zoe is is old enough to really ask for Christmas gifts and stuff, I'll probably find myself uh, driving some ridiculous distance um, to get it for her. Because, uh, as any of you out there know, with kids, <laughs> once you have a kid, you're just you're willing to do whatever uh, for them. Um, but I, I I would hope that that I can lay down that foundation where she understands that it's things and it's all consumerism and it's hype and we just need to stop it just stop it out there um it all goes back to black friday just stop it this stuff's still going to be available you know there's no need to overspend um and, and we especially in in the u.s it's definitely this kind of society where we're so focused on things um, you know, I mentioned in, in in previous episodes, like the kid um, who who whose classmate got him uh, some Jordan sneakers because he was being made fun of. We're so obsessed with things, um, and and things things don't define a person. They they simply don't. You know, your personality defines a person, um, and and that's what we need to focus on. We need to focus on on building community, building villages, and and lifting each other up. Like I've said, that's really what we're going to focus on here: um, is building villages and lifting people up, and 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 having those communities. Um, And, you know, have things, have things, just, just don't be ridiculous about it. Um, Just don't be ridiculous about it. And that being said, I'm going to move into the next thing because I tend to, you know, sometimes I need a little perspective because, because I get caught up in those things, you know, it's like, Oh, you get caught up in things in consumerism. Um, So I want to give a quick update on my buddy, Mikey, who we've talked about multiple times um, in the past. I, you know, I, I had posted his GoFundMe page, I hope. Some of you listeners out there, uh, you know, donate a few bucks um, to to the Haiti relief. He's he's cleaning up after Hurricane Matthew down there. All of you should know, um, you know, by now. Hurricane Matthew hit Haiti. It was really devastating, and and they're still recovering from that. Uh, the earthquake uh, about six no no six four to six years ago. Don't quote me on the date. I I, I know it. Um, I'm very. I'm going on minimal sleep. Everyone keep that in mind. The, this show is gonna somewhat go off the rails. Um, I can guarantee it because exhaustion is setting in um, the lack of sleep fr- from, from taking care of Zoe. Um, but anyway, update on Mikey, he did more or less hit his goal on the GoFundMe page. Uh, he was able to, to. he's currently, might be done by now, the last update I got, he was currently, they are rebuilding like, the, re- the retaining wall, which basically keeps the river out of their house. Um, and then also rebuilding their latrine so that they actually, if you don't know what a latrine is, it's a toilet. And that's where you go to the bathroom. Um, you know, in other, we're very lucky here in the U.S. and a lot of other countries too, but in some countries they, they don't have plumbing. You don't just go flush a toilet. Uh, you, you know They have outhouses and latrines and in Haiti, um, particularly where Mikey is, um, they have a latrine. Uh, so if, if any of you out there did donate or even just you know, gave words of encouragement, whatever it was, um, thank you. He, he's doing much better. Uh, they're, they're in the rebuilding process and, and things are trucking along. So we'll, we'll keep updating you on that. Um, if you go on the Facebook page, you'll see he had a video update kind of showing everybody, um, how, how things are going along there. And, and, um, and as I've said in the past, Mikey is just an incredible person. Uh, he, he was one of the coefficients, uh, in my wedding. Um, so I like to do anything I can, especially because he's doing just great things down there. He's, he's doing humanitarian work. I mean, he loves Haiti. Um, he has a wife and a family down there now, but originally he, he went down there just out of the, the compassion of his heart to, to help people. Uh, and that's what he's continuing to do. So we, you know, I like to, and, and anyone out there who's looking to support a good cause, um, again, Mikey is, is and, and the relief efforts in Haiti, uh, I can assure you that hundred percent of those funds are going, um, to help directly to help people. Um, and like I said, it's moving, moving quite along. So thank you all of you out there that have been supporting if you did, Um, and we're going to continue to update on that and, and, um, send our thoughts his way, um, as, as they continue to rebuild. Um, so yeah. And, and as I mentioned, I don't think he's doing it anymore, but he did have a podcast called Haiti cast. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, check it out. I, I, it's been a while since there were new episodes, but it is really, um, it's, it's compelling. Um, I'll be honest. It's, it's, it's better than this podcast It's better than go tell it to the wall. Um, it's hard to say, better. it's different. You know, it's a little more in-depth. I sit here and I talk to a wall. I'm talking about consumerism and other BS. And he's actually talking about helping an entire nation um, or at least people in in a nation, in a country. Uh, That is in dire need of help. You know, this is – not everyone – gets to live like, uh, like we do here in the U S or if, if you're one of our international listeners, you know, and there's other third world countries too, but a lot of countries have it a lot better than all, you know, these third world countries like Haiti, um, and, and, and other places that, that really could use, uh, use our help, use anyone's help. And, um, and, and, you know, we want to do everything we can, um, to do that and just create awareness. That's what we're doing is creating awareness. Um, and on a note of podcasts, I want to go ahead and promote, uh, a certain podcast that um, is somewhat near and dear to my heart, uh, and if you're if you're listening to this, you're probably a podcast listener. I know some of our listeners are kind of avid podcast listeners. They listen to a wide range of podcasts. Uh, you know, I've mentioned ones in the past, Haiti Cast, Behind Space Cast. Um, my buddy Jeff has Jeff's Room. Um, and so if, you know, if you're into all those different types of podcasts, I want to recommend another one for you as if you don't have enough, which is funny because I did have a friend when I first launched this podcast. I was like, check out my podcast. He's like, cool, I'll subscribe and add it to my list of like 60 podcasts that I have trouble getting around to listening to. So I understand completely. Um, But if you are, you know, or even if you just want to add this as a subscriber and it sits there um, or you actually want to listen, it's a podcast called Peas in a Podcast. Um, The reason it's near and dear to my heart is my brother-in-law Dante or Give Me Motions podcast along with Uh, His girlfriend, uh, Mary Doodles, if you're not familiar with Mary Doodles or Give Me Motion, um, check them out on YouTube. Uh, Check out Give Me Motion on Spotify. Uh, but P's in a podcast. It's it's a really awesome podcast. They have a bunch of episodes out there. Um, it, it's entertaining stuff. I'm, I, you know, I do these podcasts. I'm not a huge podcast listener, but when I do find one, um, you know, I tend I tend to get into it and listen to it somewhat regularly. Uh, and this is one of those that I have thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, they've talked a lot about Burning Man, you know, and it's just kind of there's fun stuff. There's some. Harder hitting stuff. Uh, I haven't listened to it yet, but they did have a post-election podcast. Um, so check it out. It is called Peas in a Podcast. I know it's on SoundCloud. Um, it's also on iTunes. That's that's where I consume it. Uh, is on iTunes. So search for it. Peas in a Podcast. We'll probably share a link on on the Facebook page as well, uh, in case any of you you know have trouble finding it. And in fact, when I was originally searching for it, there's kind of a couple different like uh, you know, peas in a pod. There's, there's, it's kind of a popular, uh, usage of terms, which makes sense. Um, but this one would be peas in a podcast and you'll see Mary Doodles and Gimme Motion, uh, kind of on the front page there. Um, and again, we'll share it on the Facebook page. So if you're listening and you want to check it out, uh, it'll be on the Facebook page. If, if you don't have access to the Facebook page, cause like I've said in the past, we have some international listeners that can't actually access it. Um, just search it on iTunes and SoundCloud. I know iTunes isn't quite international, but I believe SoundCloud is, um, so, so check it out there uh, if, if that's the best way um, for you to consume it. Um, but we, yeah, we've got to support other podcasts. And I'll tell you right now, I know I've teased having guests here in the past, uh, but I have talked to both of the, both of the hosts of Peas in a Podcast. There will be some crossover happening hopefully in the next couple of weeks um no i you know i'm gonna guarantee there will be some crossover in the next couple of weeks because we have talked about it um i would particularly like to have one or both of them in here for a burning man recap which i keep teasing as well and i'm, I'm going to tease that a little bit but i, I really want to have another burner in here to to bounce off of and and to get some different perspectives um on that so that's coming up. There's another tease for you. I, I swear I haven't been lying when I say we're going to have some guests in here. This one's really happening. It's going to be a good crossover. I, I, I promise you. Um, but in the meantime, continue listening to Go Tell It to the Wall um, and check out Peas in a Podcast. So kind of on that same note of, of social and, and everything else, um, I want to talk a little bit about Twitter. Um, for, so let's be positive about Twitter for a second. Uh, one thing I'll tell you. I've recently gotten into Twitter. I've always been heavy heavy on Facebook, um, just because that's where a lot of my friends are and stuff. And and um, I just had never really gotten into Twitter. So recently, I got into Twitter. Um, If you're interested in following my personal page, uh, my my personal Twitter account, Sean O'Rourke. Of course, you all know my name. I am the not so one and only Sean O'Rourke. I got a funny story about that too. Um, But I I do have a personal Twitter. uh, So follow me at at Magic Muppet. Um, that's at Magic Muppet. You'll see my lovely little actually, you won't see my face there. You'll see my lovely little Muppet logo there, uh, courtesy of the the fantastically talented Mary Doodles. Um, so if you want if you're into Twitter and you enjoy it, uh, you know, I, I actually got into it because I would use it to consume news. Um, and then I finally got into it to start following like friends and and everything else. Um, so so check that out at Magic Muppet. We're also in I'm in the process of setting up. Um, and like I said we, ha- we have some help I, I do have some behind the scenes help here uh, with social um, and, and marketing the podcast so we're working on getting um, the Go Tell It to the Wall account set up so hopefully that will be set up shortly um, I would say over the next week or so so again if you're one of those Twitter users that, that enjoy using Twitter a lot um, like I, I recently got into it and I'm enjoying it more and more um, check out at Magic Muppet and then Hopefully next week or so. Just search "Go Tell It to the Wall," "Go Tell It to the Wall" podcast. Um, if you're interested in following, I get it. If you know if you're not into Twitter, you know, totally understandable. Uh, but if you're on there, check us out. We'll we'll have some fun things on there. Maybe not so fun things, but you know, it's it's there. It's there. You, you, everyone's on their phones all the time anyway. You can, everyone can use a little more BS in their day, as I like to say. Um, you know, so many people are spending time watching cat videos. You know, you know follow us on on twitter and um and maybe we'll post some cat videos and pro- yeah, probably not i'm probably not going to have cat videos but there will be some compelling stuff or not compelling who knows I, I don't know. I, I gotta temper expectations here. I I get it because sometimes it sometimes it's boring. Sometimes these podcasts are, I, I understand they're a little bit boring. They're not for everyone, um, especially now as exhaustion is literally setting in and I'm I'm doing this in between and in between getting pooped on and, and, and having to burp a baby. Um so, so time is somewhat limited and I'll admit that that's gonna go off the rails a little bit until I'm able to finally catch up on some sleep. Uh, which will hopefully be soon. Um, so moving right along I want to talk a little bit about music Now, in the past A uh, few podcasts ago I teased a, a great band out of San Diego Called Cloudside. Um, San Diego local band They're North County San Diego local band Which is the part of San Diego that I pretty much grew up in. Um and and I had said they have a single coming out soon. That single is now out. So all of you fans out there, check out Cloudside. We'll share it again on the page um if you have trouble finding it. But Cloudside brand new single out. they they're one of my favorite, favorite local bands out right now. They are from San Diego, so obviously I have a little bit of bias for them. I also happen to know the lead singer very well. He's a very good friend of mine. Um, but regardless of the fact that they're from San Diego and the lead singer is a good friend of mine, it is great music. Uh, so check it out. Cloudside, new single just out. I, I, they're working on a, a, a full album as well, uh, which I imagine will be out in the next couple months. Um, and I'll kind of update everyone as that goes along. But in the meantime, check out their single. Um, and on that note, I hope all of you have checked out Give Me Motion on Spotify as as I requested last time. As I requested. I sounds like such an ass. Like like as I requested. No one cares. No, no. As I recommended, that's a better, that's a better term. As I recommended, uh, checking out Give Me Motion on Spotify and on YouTube. Um, It's fantastic music. Again, I'm a little biased for obvious reasons, uh, but it is still fantastic music. Uber talent um, from both Cloudside and Give Me Motion. Um, So check them out. Check them out. I know their Facebook. YouTube. Uh, I don't know if Clouds, Cloudside must be on YouTube as well. They're on Facebook, and I know, I believe they're on Spotify, and they're on all those. Like So, however you consume your music, um, check them out. They're probably on iTunes and stuff. Uh, we'll share some links on the Facebook page for those of you that uh, that are on there and make it easier for you just to go ahead and click on it instead of having to search, because who wants to actually search for stuff when you can just click on it, right? Right? Yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. It's not that hard to search for stuff. Um, another. another so, music-wise, and I don't want to get into this heavily, you know, I, I said less, last episode, we're, we're not going to get heavy into politics, um, so so this is this is not intended to be a political thing, um, and even before this happened, I, I'd been listening to a lot of Green, I'm a big Green Day fan, I have been, uh, really ever since Dookie, once, you know, they had an album called Dookie out in the 90s, when that came out, I got into that, listened to their, their prior albums, and then just continued to follow them right along um and they've had just oh so many albums come out and they had a new one that came out uh in October um called Revolution no oh gosh i'm blanking on the name of it uh i think it is Revolution Radio i'm i'm so bad see i just i when i bands that i like i just jump on um i tend to con- like download my music through iTunes even though i don't really use iTunes a lot and then It transfers over to my Google Play, um, which is where I consume most of it, but just to centralize it, it all goes through iTunes. I think I mentioned that in the past, um, that way I'm able to keep kind of my own personal stuff and, and bootlegs and, and, and stuff that like Google doesn't necessarily recognize. Um, but I, am so bad because I'll just see like a band I like, I'm like, oh, pre-order and then, and then it pops up and I just start listening to it. So I don't necessarily pay attention to like all the song names, um, or even the album names. I, I'll hear the song and I know it like right away, um. But I've been listening to a lot of Green Day ever since that came out. If you're a Green Day fan, or if you're into like that kind of grunge punk rock, uh, I highly recommend it. But for those of you, you may have noticed the 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 AMAs um, happened. I think it was last weekend. Uh, last weekend were the AMAs, and Green Day came out. And again, this this isn't supposed to be political. It's just you know I'm I'm not we're not going to get into politics. They came out and they they actually. Repurposed some some lyrics by a band called MCD. It's an '80s punk band um, out of Austin, uh, who were very anti-war and all this stuff. And you know, regardless of where you stand on this, it, it music's music. Um, I don't necessarily listen to it for political reasons or any of that kind of stuff. It, I just enjoy good music. Uh, and and Green Day, they tend to be political. Uh, American Idiot was a fantastic album, and a lot of it was political. I, I personally, I didn't listen to it because it was political. I just listened to it because it was fantastic music. Uh, the Broadway play itself, American Idiot, was fantastic. Like just on another level, fantastic. Um, and and it's just great music coming out. So anyway, they they did this protest at the AMAs, which is you know fine. Everyone you know have your voice heard. We're talking like I last episode we said just keep keep away from the violence, uh, don't affect other people. You know there, so they there was no kind of violence or anything. Um, but I'll tell you, there's one thing, based on American Idiot, uh, the election night, or it was either election night or the next day, I, I can't quite remember, I did say to my wife, well, at least the next Green Day album's gonna be awesome, and then based on the AMAs, uh, I think the next Green Day album's gonna be pretty awesome, um, but if you haven't checked out their current one, um, or if you're not a Green Day fan, if you've been living under a rock, I mean, not that you have to be a Green Day fan, but if you've never heard of Green Day, and because you, you've been living under a rock, um, check them out, maybe you're not a fan, maybe you're not into that music, totally get it, everyone, you know, has their own music they like, uh, there's plenty of music out there that I don't, particularly like, um, but if you're into that kind of grunge punk um, punk rock stuff, uh, check out Green Day. I've been listening to a lot of them um, and enjoying their album thoroughly. Uh, so check them out. Well, another thing, and it's funny, going from this, from, from uh, Green Day and Cloudside into the next thing I've been listening to a lot of, uh, there's a little thing called Rockabye Baby. Um, so this is mainly for any of you out there that have kids, or really it can be for any of you, um, but if you do have kids, uh, I highly recommend checking out this this little thing called Rockabye Baby. They're they're on iTunes. I think they're on Google Play as well. Um, we had actually received a, a CD from like the baby shower um, that we had if, like a couple weeks before Zoe was born. Um, and essentially, what it is is it's it's like pop and rock music, but made into a lullaby. Um, so imagine you know like the lull when you. Turn a music box or whatever, and you hear that kind of smooth lullaby type. You know, almost sounds like it's being played on a uh, like xylophone. And this rockabye baby, uh, they've taken a whole bunch of and and they're not whole albums, but they they have these artists and and they basically lullabyify. And that's going to be a word now, lullabyify uh, the, these great rock songs. Um, and I became a little bit obsessed with it. I you know we had gotten the Ramones. Uh, and then we were out picking up some stuff at a baby store and I found, um, they had Bob Marley and, um, and story for another time, but I, I, I have a very, very big soft spot for Bob Marley and it was basically, like, the, the first music outside of, like, lullaby music that I listened to as a kid. Uh, so we got those and then I got home and I was, and looking at iTunes and uh, found a whole bunch of them. There's like Queen, Black Sabbath, Metallica. I know we have some listeners out there that are Metallica fans, uh, but check it out, especially if you have kids. Even if you don't, it's it's really entertaining. Um, and some is better than others. I'll tell you right now, my wife and I were kind of going through it. And uh, it, just, you know, think about if like the stuff that suits lullaby feel um and one of like one of my favorites right with it is queen uh and it just fits uh, like bohemian rhapsody lullaby lullabyified see we're gonna keep that going lullabyified uh is it, just fantastic it's, it's like it, it just suits it well some green day actually has some of it too and some of the green day stuff isn't that great um even some of the like there's some michael jackson that's fantastic and there's some that's not great because not all of it's conducive to necessarily you know that kind of lullaby sound um, but check it out uh, another one I really like is like the Beach Boys I mean so think about like Beach Boys if you're not familiar with this stuff think about how Beach Boys would sound as like a lullaby it's, it's almost like it was written for it Queen and Beach Boys those are kind of two of my favorites right now uh, on there but it's fantastic so especially if you're a parent um, and you know you, you want to have some music for your kid for your baby that that's one way to do it because you can enjoy it uh, a little bit as well um, and that's what I've been listening to is just a little bit of Cloudside, a little bit of Gimme Motion, a lot of Green Day, and uh, a lot of Rockabye Baby, because uh, I can't really be blasting uh, a lot of other stuff like I used to before uh, before I had a newborn in the house. Um, so check it out. Uh, maybe we'll share a little link on there, just so you guys can laugh. Because even if you don't want to listen to it, it it's re- it's really funny to just check out. There's some on YouTube too, and like you you'll get a you'll get a good laugh out of it. And it's just kind of brilliant because uh, it's it's fusing like music that maybe parents listen to on their own, along with a lullaby sound, and you can, you can really appreciate it. Um, so definitely check it out. Um, yeah. Excuse me, I'm just uh, I'm sort of getting a little dry here. I'll be honest too. That one thing I've never mentioned on this podcast is, uh, and I don't drink a bunch on the podcast. But from my very first podcast, I had opened a beer, and now it's become like a security blanket for me. And this, this beer like sits next to me. I have two sips of it, start the podcast, and then by the end of the podcast, it's it's like warm, and like so. I don't really drink it, but I'm just so used to having the beer sitting there uh, that it's just become part of part of the podcast as a beer sitting usually to my right side, um, once in a while I'll have a sip, but it, <laughs> we're not in here getting drunk, I, I have a feeling one day when we get some guests, we, we might get a little drunk, because I sat in on some of those Behind Spacecast podcasts, and uh, we did a little drinking, did a little bit of drinking, uh, but it <laughs> tends to keep me on track if I'm not heavily drinking, uh, but at the same time, it is this weird security blanket that I have to have this this beer sitting by me, um, and maybe we'll talk about, you know, maybe we can just kind of tease what it is, to, to, this week um it's a little bit of angel city ipa i'm a big local brewery fan um especially southern california any kind of local brewery uh, especially southern california being from san diego myself uh i really i remember stone when like stone didn't even have like labels or anything um so i'm a big fan of those and and this week it is angel city brewery ipa um and if you're not familiar with angel city it's it's a los angeles brewery obviously angel city um so Angel City Brewery, check it out. If you're if you're a beer fan, especially if you're an IPA fan, they have some other stuff too. Um, but it, it's all about these small beers, um, the, the smaller small beers. I guess it is a small, it's a regular sized beer, uh, but these smaller breweries that tend to put out like a lot of really flavorful stuff um, and everything. So after that little bit of a tangent, you know it's okay. Now now you now when when we eventually get these videos of of, of me sitting in the studio up, you 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 be like, "Oh, that's why that bottle of beer is sitting there." Um, yeah, and that's why. It's my security blanket. So, deal with it or don't deal with it. I don't know why I just said that. I see my exhaustion setting in. Let's move right along. We're going to get into a little bit of tech. Um, there's so a couple things on tech. I, I this is this is completely a tease. Uh my birthday was November 18th. Um, I think I record on the 18th? I, I can't remember. I think I recorded on the 17th. But anyway, my birthday was on November 18th. My my uh, my beautiful and fantastic wife bought me uh, Google Home. Yeah, Google Home. I'm an Android user. I know I've mentioned it on the podcast before. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of this tech out there now, like Amazon has their uh, is it Echo, whatever theirs is called. You know, there's all kinds of tech. And I think I'm sure Apple's working on something. I'm getting a little bit of Apple in a minute. Um, but I just got this on my birthday, so just over a week ago. I haven't set it up yet, um, but I'm gonna let you all know how that goes because I'm really excited to use it. Uh, I'm also a Nest user. We have Nest cams in our house. Um, there's a couple other pieces of tech that all really integrate with Google Home. Um, so I, I haven't used it yet. I'm sure you all have seen the commercials out there. It, 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 it's pretty awesome so far, uh, but we're gonna—I'm gonna get that set up soon. Um, and, and we're going to, we're going to talk about it a little, give you a little perspective. Um, or, you know, if, if any of you out there, cause I'm, I'm really fascinated with this, like smart home stuff, like the echo, like the Google home. And I, I know there's some others out there. Apologies for not, no, not being smarter, especially I, I'm not that bright to begin with. And then you, the exhaustion sets in and I'm just like, what, w- what's happening here? Okay. Anyway. So Google Home, uh, we're going to work on, I'm, I'm going to play with it a little and let you all know how it is. Uh, if you're into one of the other ones, or if you've tried Google Home, hit me up on the on the Facebook page. Uh, let me know what you think, um, just because, like I said, I'm a little fascinated with it. I think it's awesome. Um, it's, a, it's, a little, it's a little Terminator-ish, uh, so I'm not super excited about that side of things. We don't want to be giving up all of our lives to technology, um, but, but there's certainly some advantages uh, to it as well. Um, I know we've talked about wearables and stuff in the past, and um, there's definitely a fine line on all that stuff, but thus far, I've, I've been just kind of fascinated by the smart home stuff uh, and the things it can do. Um, so check out those commercials, and again, jump on the page if, if you're into any of these. I'm just curious what everyone's perspective is on it. Uh, and in the meantime, hopefully by the next episode, depending how much my exhaustion has set in by then um, and and how many dirty diapers there are between now and then, uh, hopefully by the next podcast, we'll have at least a little bit of info and, and kind of my thoughts on it and everything. And, you know, not that I'm like an expert or anything, but I just I find it interesting. I, I do this just in my own kind of daily life. I, I like to have other people's perspective. You, you know, you can Google stuff like reviews and everything, but it, there's something to be said for that kind of face to face uh, just interaction and and kind of getting people's perspective on on anything like technology, music, whatever it might be, um, and in, in a in a good-natured way, uh, you know. Obviously, you know, people have their own opinions. I've I've said this before. If you're an iPhone user, use an iPhone. If you're an Android user, use an Android. Uh, Windows Phone user, uh, I don't know that there's many of you out there, but use your Windows Phone. You know, just. Whatever your preference is, that's what it is. None, none of them are better. I mean, you can sit there and compare stats and stuff, and you know, one stat might be better than the other one. But if what if if what you like is working for you, then use that one. Uh, personally, I'm an Android guy, so we got a Google Home. Uh, my wife's an Android user, um, but again, I'm sitting here next to my iPad that I I can kind of refer to uh, here and then, and we record on a uh, a Microsoft Surface. Um, so there's literally the entire spectrum here, and well, the microphone is a is a blue microphone. It's, it's completely its own company. Um, and on that note, I, I I don't know if you've all seen the Pixel phone that came out. Google has their new phone. Now, I don't personally have one, uh, but I have spoken with one of my friends uh, who has one. He's enjoying it a lot so far. He happens to be in Hong Kong right now, so I, either Hong Kong or he's He's traveling the world. He's working. Uh, he's doing his thing. But I'm, I'm hoping to get a little update on that and see if he's still enjoying his phone. And and um, just because again, it's just it's just fun to talk about. Like not you know not that my opinion matters or anything, but it's just fun to uh, you know see what people think about stuff. And and you know tech has kind of become a part of this podcast. Maybe it'll leave one day. You know as soon as we get enough people that are like stop talking about tech. We don't care. Uh, but honestly, a lot of people tend to tend to kind of like the the tech side of it. So we'll continue talking about it, especially when there's like some guests in here who actually know what they're talking about. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I like it because it works for me. Um, you know, and I do a little bit of research on certain stuff, but I, I just kind of use what, what works for me. Um, and another interesting thing that came up in the tech world today is, is Apple is, you know, if, again, if you're an Apple fan, that's all great. Like I certain stuff. I like my iPad. It works um, from a creative standpoint. Get a lot of Adobe apps on there. I'm a heavy Adobe user uh, simply because I do a lot of photography um, minimal design work. I'm not going to pretend like I do any kind of design work. It's mostly photography. So a lot of Photoshop and, and Lightroom. Um, but it's great to have the apps on there. So, you know, I'm, I'm an avid iPad user. Um, but I, I found it interesting today. Apple's kind of scaling back on some stuff. Uh, so to so start off with they're outsourcing now, you know, Apple is kind of soup to nuts. They, they build all their stuff. I mean, it obviously gets outsourced to like China or wherever they go with it. It's not all built in, um, in Silicon Valley, where Apple's based. Uh, but now instead of doing kind of their own displays, they've outsourced uh, their displays to LG. Uh, if you're not familiar with LG, a big tech company, they make TVs, they make phones, they make a whole bunch of stuff. They've been around for quite a while. Uh, so now LG is going to be making the displays uh, for Apple products, which is interesting. And I, I think that can work real well. And uh, I, I believe Microsoft does that as well. And it's, you know, it's, it's a collaboration thing. And then they're able to focus On some other stuff which i think would help apple because i was reading this article actually just today and they've scaled back on some other stuff and i found it interesting because it's their structure which we'll get into in a sec um but they had this thing called airport Wi-Fi that they were working on, um, which I don't fully understand. But I, I believe you can connect to your Wi-Fi at home and do some extra stuff. Uh, they've given up on the development of that simply because they don't have the bandwidth for it. Uh, and they've also given up on this time machine backup technology that they were working on, which which was backup technology for you know Apple computers and I'm sure all of their Apple tech like iPads and iPhones and stuff. Uh, so they backed up on that. And the reason is, I think they're just stretched too thin. And it was interesting to kind of look at this corporate structure um, that I've never really fully understood with Apple. And I just just honestly never really looked into it. You know, we all know who Steve Jobs was, um, you know, and the big muckety-mucks, Tim Cook. Uh, you know, he's running things there now, but it's, it's an interesting structure. Cause if any of you have been in the corporate world or even in the entertainment world, I've spent time at studios the, and when you're at the big studios, it's kind of the same structure. You know, you have, you have the president. Well, I mean, from the top down, you got a CEO, COO and stuff, but then even with the divisions, you have like a president and then a vice president and then everything kind of gets, gets dealt out uh, to certain divisions. Well, Apple has this kind of, uh, it's just, it's just an open structure, um, which lends itself well to, to, uh, Collaboration, I guess, um, but it, it 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 makes it difficult when they're being stretched <laughs> stretched thin. Um, so if, if you're interested i just found it interesting kind of the structure and i'm not a corporate guy you know i've said this in the past i mean, you know, i've spent time at studios and it can be great i'm i, I don't'm I'm, I'm not a big fan of like these and, and we need them you know we need these corporations and stuff personally i don't like working at them um, but I'm, I'm just always been fascinated by kind of the structure and how everything gets delved out um, so check it out because it's really interesting just the way that that Apple has has had to scale back on certain things just because of their structure and I wonder if it ends up being a benefit in the end or if they're going to look back on this and be like, man, we were just, we should have kept with it. Um, Oh my gosh. Computer notifications going off. Apologies for that. Um, I am running out of a little bit of time. I've got some friends coming over for dinner uh, tonight to, to kind of, to view the baby. I don't know if any of you remember that, that Seinfeld episode, uh, where they kept saying, "You gotta come see the baby." Well, it really happens. Everyone's like, "I hey, gotta come see the baby." Um, so we got a couple friends coming over to meet the baby tonight and uh, have have some dinner. Um, so probably run a little bit short on time, but they can go ahead and wait too. It's okay. Uh, um, but again, back to Apple. I just find it interesting, and I wonder what the benefits are compared to, you know, kind of diversifying. Because it seems like they lack the the. Not di- now, when I say diversity, not like people, you know, human diversity, but just the diversity of, of different divisions and, and kind of the tech they can do, um, which, which will be – it'll be fascinating to see if they have to scale back on certain things. Um you know they have so many different products and everything so i'm just I keep an eye on it. if you're interested in it check it out i found i can't remember where the article was i'm sure if you just if you google maybe i'll post it on the, the facebook page too I, I, I try not to overload the facebook page because people are just get tired of seeing a bunch of stuff um but maybe we'll put it up there if, in case it is of interest um, to any of you guys out there because um, i found it interesting just the differences and kind of structures within corporations and everything uh it, it is interesting um, and on that note, Samsung, uh, you know, I haven't followed this enough. I, you know, I follow kind of the wearable tech. Um, uh, we, you know, we've been playing with the gear VR. Um, personally, I have not a Samsung watch, but an Android watch. I had a Samsung watch in the past. Um, I'm a Samsung phone user, uh, and I thoroughly enjoy my S7 edge. Um, again, different strokes for different folks. I happen to like mine. I can understand people not liking it. Maybe you like your iPhone, maybe you like your pixel phone, whatever it might be, um, totally fine. But, uh, but I'm a bit of a Samsung fan just cause I've, I've had them. I have a Samsung tablet as well and, and have never had problems. Uh, but they've been working on these like flexible displays. Um, and they just got another patent on flexible displays, which I believe, and, and they're kind of keeping it somewhat tight lipped. Um, to what exactly they're going to do, but a, there's a lot of theories out there that they're they're looking to put these flexible displays into phones uh, that can essentially like fold up. Um, so I'm keeping an eye on that. I it, it, I'd seen it a while ago, hadn't paid too much attention, uh, and then it popped back up as the, these flexible displays recently popped back up. Um, so I, I find it interesting um, just to kind of follow along. We'll see. You know, maybe we're all going to have. Remember, we used to have flip phones, like like. Back in the early 2000s, phones got smaller and smaller and smaller. Now, I realize that's the joke. And we all just killed that joke in the early 2000s when smartphones first came out. Because phones got smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And then they got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger 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 bigger. And now they're even bigger. You know? I think I'm... If I have if I have mentioned it in, in the past, I apologize. Uh, but for those of you that haven't listened, in Korea, my my wife spent some time working in, in Korea, and in in Korea they basically use um, you know we kind of call you, you call these phones phablets these like seven inch phones or six inch phones um, like the like the Note Seven that was exploding and everything, but in Korea they have these like seven to eight inch like the size of a smaller tablet and that's what they use for their phone. Um, so I, I get it. The joke's been done to death. Um, but it is fascinating that we got so small with phones and then so much bigger. And then now maybe we're getting to a point where you're just going to kind of like fold up a phone. Um, you know, or maybe like you always see in movies, it's going to be like on your wrist, who knows, or in, I mean, in, in your eyes, that's terrifying. Um, that's, I was never even a fan of the Google glass, so I can't imagine something like that, but, um, it's going to be interesting to see where things move. And then, how everyone kind of follows suit uh, and and whatever might come along with that. I mean, tech is just constantly moving. If you if you try to keep up, I don't think anyone in the world can fully keep up with with technology and everything that goes into it and and having the newest technology, I, you know, I try with some stuff, but it's it's just impossible. You can't do it. I mean, you, you got to be like a billionaire to do it. And I don't understand how some people do it. It's you know, but at the same time, just be content because it's not so much that it goes obsolete. You just have, don't have the newest Latest and greatest, um, but we can all calm down on it. Although I will be watching these flexible displays to see if I have a a fold up phone at some point in in the next few years, which I'm because I'm sure it's going to be a while. They're just getting patents. They're working on all this stuff. There's so much stuff that happens behind the scenes, and then we you know we see it at product launch. And it's like oh my god, you know, not even realizing kind of how much work goes into it um but that's going to be coming up soon hopefully so flexible displays from Samsung a little tech update we're you know we're going to keep the tech stuff coming a little Google a little Apple a little Samsung maybe there's will some more stuff coming um and and again let me know what you guys think if you jump on that page especially with the Apple stuff just cuz you know I'm not too familiar with their corporate structure but as I was looking into this I just found it pretty interesting um and and I'm curious of kind of the benefits versus uh the, the benefits of it compared to what they're losing out on. Like obviously today we saw that they're they've given up on development of certain stuff, uh, which could have been great. Um, you know at the same time they they've outsourced uh, their displays to LG, so maybe that's the way to go. I, I just find it interesting um, because there's that balance of structure and innovation. Uh, you know when you, you you've you've got to you've got to be collaborative uh, to be innovative, but at the same time you need a structure to to keep things moving along. So there's there's always a fine line on those things. Um, and like I said, I just find it interesting. And if you do too, um, let me know maybe, you know, and give me your perspective on it. Um, you know, and we'll maybe share that article, um, if it's interesting to you. But like I said, well, I try not to share too much on the Facebook page. Um, just cause it is our, it, it's kind of our main point of connection, but I also don't like to overload everyone with junk. You know, everyone gets junk mail. Everyone gets a bunch of stuff in their news feed or their Twitter feed, whatever it might be. Um, so I totally get it. Nobody wants to be overloaded. I don't want it either. Um, and if, if you don't see it and you're and you're interested, I'll, you can always shoot me a message on, on the Facebook page uh, as well. It's Facebook.com/slash/go tell it to the wall. For those of you that aren't on there or aren't familiar, uh, if you're an international listener, I apologize. It's it's not international. You can't get on there, um, but but check it out. I'm sure you can also just Google, uh, and and if you find it interesting, if you don't, then then don't bother. I just personally find it kind of interesting. So, uh, moving along, I know I, I teased this at, at the top of the podcast, um, the creepy clowns, I'm not going to say RIP anymore, or, you know, it, this is a tough one, okay, because I I don't want to say RIP anymore, because it seems like every time I say that, something new happens with the creepy clown, but at the same time, I, I kind of want the creepy clowns to keep going, um, so let's give it like a half RIP, or moment of silence, you know, just like a half moment of silence, because... It's, it's probably done at this point, uh, but the newest development in creepy clowns, this video I will, will share on the Facebook page because I know a lot of listeners out there just love the creepy clowns and, and, and what's going on with those. Um, so the latest and greatest in the creepy clowns, there's actually, and it looks like security cam footage, maybe from someone's like driveway, uh, you know, like a gated house. Uh, so this creepy clown comes walking out and it, this one's extra creepy because he, it looks like he's carrying an ax. He's like dragging a giant ax and he, he just comes walking up to this dude and the dude starts to back away and the creepy clown like, and it. it Again, like most of the videos I've seen, it it looks like the the creepy clown, he's not going to hurt anyone. He's just trying to be creepy clown and scare the guy. Um, So the guy backs up. The clown starts walking toward him. Well, apparently his car was parked right there. Uh, So what he does, he opens up the hatchback uh, trunk of his car. And out comes a very large dog. Who then proceeds to run at the creepy clown and start biting the creepy clown. Um, So it continues. Now we have dog attacks. We've we've had uh, we've had pistol whippings, stabbings, and now 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 attack dogs. Um, and maybe there will be more. I, I know I've said moment of silence, and I kind of want to say it again. So it's, I'm going to call it a half moment of silence because it seems like every time I say that, something new happens with the creepy clowns. Um, and we want to keep it coming because I know all of you enjoy it. I enjoy it, and. Keep the creepy clowns coming uh, of course with no one getting hurt I did it uh, my aunt who who's also a listener my aunt Terry in Chicago she did mention they had some school closures because of like threats and stuff that we don't want that that that's not what I'm talking about um, I do find it kind of amusing you know with these just the prankiness of it um, seems to be okay you know again just nobody should be getting hurt nobody should be getting threatened or anything like that. Um, so when I say like maybe it'll continue, we hope it continues. That's it. I don't mean that side of it. I just think it's funny. You know, and and I feel I, I don't enjoy seeing people get hurt. It's just like we I said about the cross country race. Like I didn't enjoy seeing a guy get run over by a deer. Um, we talked about that on the last episode, but it was just it was amazing. Um, and with the creepy clowns, like I, you know, it's not that I enjoy seeing a guy get attacked by a dog. I definitely don't enjoy seeing a guy get stabbed or pistol whipped. Um, but you, you know, you're you're kind of yeah, you're kind of bringing it on yourself. I mean, yeah, you're gonna creep out a dude, especially this one. This this guy was like carrying an axe, um, like dragging behind him. I mean, that would probably freak me out a little Uh, although at you know at this point in time everyone kind of knows the creepy clowns are happening so if you see one chances are you know about it and you know they're not going to hurt you um all you know most likely uh, i think i don't think there's actually been any clowns that have actually hurt people there's been threats and stuff uh which unfortunately just happens in our world you know we end up with like bomb threats at schools um and i'm sure it happens in other cities it happens in los angeles and then they always trace it back and it's like a 14 year old kid um which so you know I, I we don't condone that by any means um you know, th- those are not good things, so we need to stay away from that, but there is that fine line of, of, of kind of prankster and, and making it funny, and like I said, that's one of the biggest things we get feedback on is the creepy clowns, I know y'all love it, um, and, and maybe we'll keep talking about it, maybe it's done, maybe it's not, I don't know, I just, I, 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 I can't say it's not done anymore, um, so moving along, movies, I don't, I, I don't have a lot of stuff on movies, I know we talk movies sometimes, but I do want to just say uh, Star Wars Rogue One, I know this movie's coming out soon. Maybe it's out. I find it amazing. And and my wife said to me the other day, she's like, man, you're not hearing a lot about this. Because if you were alive a year ago, uh, you knew that Star Wars had a new movie, came out, uh, episode seven, whatever. I I love Star Wars, but I I don't get into the minutia of it. And everyone lost their mind. In fact, people were like in tears. Kevin Kevin Smith, uh, writer, director of Clerks, Mallrats bunch of fantastic movies I think I've mentioned in the past one of my inspirations for going to film school was Kevin Smith he like posted that he teared up and I had some friends that all teared up when they saw this trailer and everybody freaked out about it and it was impossible to get tickets and blah 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 it was like the biggest movie ever um and, I, and we're just not hearing a lot about Rogue One so and I'm curious and and this is probably one where I, I want to know what you guys think is it because it's not it, it it's kind of a uh it's, a, it's an offshoot movie it, it's not part of the progression of all the episodes um, I, I it's just weird to me I, I would think there'd be a little more hype behind it and and I'm just not seeing necessarily a ton of hype around Rogue one and I'm curious why that is you know we'll do a little more research but if any of you out there have an opinion on it let me know. Um, I just I just find it weird. I get because it's not one of you know it's not in the progression of the episodes, but um, I would still think people would be excited. Uh, of course, that being said, there were some terrible Star Wars specials in the '80s. Uh, if you haven't seen it, YouTube the the Star Wars Christmas special. Uh, it, it it's pretty terrible, um, and there's been some other specials that came around too. So maybe Rogue One will kind of go down in, in in that regard as well. Um, but it's weird to me. Nobody seems to be freaking out about Rogue One. Maybe that'll change when it comes out. Maybe it'll get some legs when it cha- when it comes out, and uh, uh, and we'll hear you know we'll hear nothing but Rogue One stuff, and it'll be a huge movie and all this and blah blah blah, um, which you know I, I I won't say that I hope it will be. I you know I don't care if it's it's good or not. I, I love Star Wars, but I'm not like I, you know my life's not hanging in the balance of of it being a good movie. You know, Episode Seven could have sucked, and my life would have been fine. You know, I got through Episodes one through three, and they were all. Pretty terrible, and 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 I made it. I was okay, um, so maybe this is one of those too. So, but we'll talk. You know, how, I don't know if I'll get how quickly I'll get a chance to see it <laughs> with a newborn at home, um, but hopefully I'll get a chance to see it. And if any of you out there see it, or just I, let me know what your your excitement is, or or maybe why you're not as excited. I'm I'm just curious. I, you know, it's it's weird. You know, or maybe it's not weird. Maybe it is because it's not in the in the main um, episodes like a lot of other stuff. Um, so. We're running a little short on time. I, I, I know I said we'd we'd be going off the rails a little bit and and we did a little bit, but I think it's staying uh, somewhat on the rails. But a couple more things I want to get to. We are going to get to the burn, Burning Man recap. Um, like I said, I I want to have at least one or two guests in here to kind of bounce off of to get their perspectives on. Uh, but I do want to tease it a little bit. Um, and and for those of you out there that aren't familiar with Burning Man, with the burn, um, it's not just a gigantic rave in the desert. And that's going to be your tease. Um, for those of you that think it's a bunch of hippies out taking drugs in the desert, um, it's not. Now, there are some hippies out in the desert taking drugs and dancing at raves and stuff. However, that is not all of Burning Man. Um, and over the next couple episodes, we're going to get into that as soon as we can get some guests in here, especially once we get the crossover with peas in a podcast uh, because they happen to be burners and campmates and, and kind of have the same perspective um, as, as myself and a lot of our friends and campmates. Um, so that's gonna be the tease. It's not just a big rave in the desert. It's not. Um, I won't say I highly recommend it, but we'll get into kind of what it's all about, you know. And I, I love spreading the the community and spirituality uh, of Burning Man. And I don't mean spirituality in like a religious way. Uh, you'll understand a little more as as we get into our recaps and stuff. We'll probably dedicate almost an entire episode uh, to the burn recap. And even if you're not a fan of Burning Man, you don't know what it is, you will find it interesting. Just just from a just from an intelligence uh, perspective, just, you know, just, just, just kind of broaden your mind and, and an understanding and, um, which was which kind of how I am. I, I like to gain an understanding because sometimes you look at something and it's really weird. Um, but then once you gain an understanding, you know, you may not want to do it yourself. You may not be into it, but you suddenly have a little more respect and understanding for it. Um, and that's what I want to spread with, with Burning Man and with the burn and, um, what goes into that and, and kind of the principles that revolve around Burning Man, which are all really fantastic things. So, um, moving on two more things. We got two more things. Um I got a couple th- one thing that makes me really mad one thing not so much. Um so I I don't want to be overly sensitive. Um but there's this thing and it, it kind of started last year. Um it's, it every, everyone everyone uses this term. It's called obsessive Christmas disorder. Um and I get it. People are obsessed with Christmas. Uh but keep in mind that This can be somewhat insensitive uh, because a lot of it says OCD, which really stands for obsessive compulsive disorder. I've mentioned on the podcast in the past, I am, I'm clinically diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder. It's not fun. Uh, it's, it's simply not fun most of the time. Um, you know, it's something I've learned to live with uh, and, and you, you work on it, especially with the support of others, um, but it, it's not fun and it's not something to, to, to make light of. Now, I'm I won't sit here and say I'm completely offended by this obsessive Christmas disorder stuff. Um, but if you you know, if you're wearing a shirt like that or posting stuff, just just keep in mind that it could be offensive. You know, we all as kids in the 80s and 90s, you know, you you, you walked around and and certain things were slur- were were insults. You'd say you, like you'd say, "Oh man, that's gay." You know? Remember back in the 80s and 90s and as kids, like that's who you said and it was an insult. And we all learned that, that's not a good thing to say because it's not, it shouldn't be construed as an insult. Um, and I'm not saying obsessive Christmas disorder is an insult or whatever it might be. Um, but just just keep that in mind, the sensitivity around it. You know, there's there's other ways to enjoy the holidays. I, I get it. I can see how it's kind of funny. Um, but for someone that suffers from, from that condition, it's not that funny. It, it, it's just not. And just keep that in mind. I'm not super offended. I'm not going to go on like a, you know, a crusade against this obsessive Christmas disorder stuff. Um, but just keep that in mind. It's the same thing like you hear so many people use lightly like bipolar. They're like, oh, he's bipolar. Um, well, that's an actual condition. That's an actual problem that a lot of people have. And it, that is not fun. I haven't experienced that myself, but I have known people that have and it's not fun. Um, so just just be sensitive. You know, I don't want I'm not telling everyone to be overly sensitive. You know, if, if, if that's what you're into. But just keep in mind, that to someone else out there, obsessive Christmas OCD, obsessive Christmas disorder, it might not be funny. Um, you know, just throwing around the words, "Oh, he's bipolar, she's bipolar," as as an insult or whatever, it might not be fun for someone else. Um, so just keep that in mind. You know, I urge you all to just. Just be sensitive to others. I don't want to be overly sensitive, you know. Th- that's not what this show's about. Um, but we just want to have compassion. We want to have compassion and use common sense uh, when it comes to those around us, to our community, to you know, to people in, in our world, and, and and just humanity in general. Um, let let's all let's all lift each other up and love each other. Um, so again, that was kind of my lighter rant. One thing that came up today, which I I, it's, I had to calm myself down when I saw this. Um, So I'm sure many of you, know, if you live in the U.S. and really in other countries, you know medical marijuana is is legal in a lot of places. And it's actually become recreationally legal in a lot of places. Um, Now, if you know me personally, you'll know I'm a pretty big proponent of medical marijuana. I think there's a lot of benefits to it, especially when it comes to these professional athletes. Like football players and stuff, they pump football players and all professional athletes really, but especially football players, they pump them full of synthetic drugs when they have injuries. Um, and there's a lot of players out there that have said, you know, medical marijuana is, is, is a much bigger help. And I'm not a doctor. I, you know, I'm, I'm a proponent of it, but I haven't done my due diligence and my research. Um, but, but the reason I get behind it is it, to me it seems like in a lot of cases it can be much better uh, than pumping someone full of synthetic drugs, you know. There's there's a lot less side effects. You're not you're not killing your liver um, with medical marijuana, and and maybe you're against it. That's fine if you're against it. I happen to be a big proponent of it, um, and I think it's okay to completely okay to be against it. The thing that irritated me today. I saw an article. Actually, Joe Rogan, I believe, uh, posted it. You know, he's a podcaster. I think we've mentioned it on here, and he's a big proponent of medical marijuana. Uh, apparently, the the Archdiocese of Boston. Um, and if, if you're not familiar with Archdiocese in the Catholic Church, that you you have you know you have the Pope in Rome, and then like around the world, you everything's divided up into dioceses, and then you have a bishop in each diocese that that kind of oversees the churches there. Um, well, the Archdiocese in Boston, they have put $850,000, $850,000, toward fighting medical marijuana in Massachusetts. Now, like I said, if you're against medical marijuana, I understand completely. You know, that's a conversation that can be had. I am for it, for when it's needed, uh, but I understand being against it. The problem I have with this is why the hell does the Catholic Church need to get involved? That's what's irritating. Why does the church have to get involved? Because you know what? This is happening either way. And the bottom line is that $850,000, $850,000. Do you know how many starving kids that can feed? A lot. But instead, the Catholic church feels the need to take money that's donated by their parishioners that go to their church, put money in that basket. Instead of using that money to help others, they're fighting medical marijuana. And I find that to be complete BS complete BS. Like I said, it's okay to be against medical marijuana, but the church should be more concerned with helping people in need. This is not a threat to your church. It's not. It's simply not. It was the same thing when Prop 8 was happening in California years ago. I understand, you know, personally, I think it's BS that anyone could be against gay marriage, could be for Prop 8. I think it's complete BS, but if you're on that side, that's fine, you can have your opinion. Well, the Catholic Church in California donated millions of dollars to stop it. Millions of dollars because they were offended by by people of the same sex getting married. That's just bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. And it needs to stop. So if you're, if, especially if you're in, in a Catholic Church in Boston or Massachusetts, make it known. Because that, I understand, be against medical marijuana, that's going to feed a ton of kids. Personally, I don't care who's smoking pot if it means there's a kid that's not going to starve to death. I don't care who gets married if it means there's a kid that's not going to starve to death. And I can understand you being against those things, but your priority, if you call yourself a goddamn Christian or a Catholic, should be taking care of someone else, not worrying about medical marijuana in your goddamn state. So get over it, Catholic Church, especially in Massachusetts. You should be ashamed. You should be absolutely ashamed. I had to try so hard there. I know I dropped a, a, a couple good curse words. No F-bomb, though. I'm really proud of myself because I was damn close to an F-bomb there. It's a, it's shameful. It's an absolute shame, and it needs to stop. It needs to stop because your priority should be helping those in need, not worrying about who's smoking a little marijuana. Ridiculous. Get your act together, Catholic Church. And this is why I don't give money to. I grew up Catholic. I think a lot of stuff about churches are great if you're, you know, I grew up very liberal Catholic. Most of my Catholic friends didn't think it was bad to be homosexual, you know, they were very liberal. And I think that's great because it, it builds community. This is what I love about the burn it builds community. But it hit a point where my money was going toward hate, hate, especially with Prop 8 in California. Let's feed some fucking kids instead of worrying about who's smoking some pot. Okay? Now get over yourselves. That's about it. I know. I ended with a rant. I know I said we're going to be positive, but come on. Sometimes we just got to be real. That's how we're going to be. And that's it. I got to go get some sleep. I got to go. I probably got to go change a diaper. Who knows? Exhaustion's a real thing. It sets in. Um, But I hope you all enjoyed this episode. This was episode six. Uh, I apologize. Things are a little all over the place just because I've been a little bit out of it. Uh, But hopefully I'll get some more sleep here soon. Um, And we're going to get some guests in. We got some people working behind the scenes on the Twitter account. Um, So check us out. Don't forget on Facebook. We're on facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall uh, we're also on Podomatic iTunes and Google Play just search go tell it to the wall uh, podcast and soon we will be on Twitter um, as mentioned you can follow my personal Twitter account at magic Muppet uh, but soon we will have an at tell it to the wall at go tell it to the wall it'll be something along those lines we'll promote it on the Facebook page if you're there um, and hopefully by the next episode within next week uh, we will uh, we'll have that uh, a little Twitter for you to follow and, and waste more of your time uh, so so between cap videos, you can you can see what the, the kind of BS that we're tweeting about. Um and, and stay engaged. Um so thank you again, everybody. This was Go Tell It to the Wall, episode six. We're now seven episodes in. We're gonna keep it going. Give me that feedback. Um as mentioned, I am your host, the one and only, but also not so one and only, Sean O'Rourke. Um and until next week, use that common sense.